Welcome to the Fatherhood Fitness Podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Pluff. Each week, we will cover various topics that dads struggle with in their fitness journey. I'll give you actionable steps that you can apply right away, not only to take back control of your own health, but so you're able to be a better example for your kids too. All right. Welcome in to this week's episode of the Fatherhood Fitness Podcast. Today we have Daniel Rosenthal with us. Uh, Daniel is somebody I've interacted with a little bit uh, very recently. I've never, today is the first day I've actually ever gotten to speak with him. So it's really cool that he is on the show today. Uh, he, he is a great coach. He works with moms over 40. He's a, he's a weight loss coach, um, has an incredible following online. Um, so he's, he's somebody, he's somebody you can, uh, go make, make sure to go ahead and follow. I'll have him send his links. Uh, we we're in the same, uh, one of the same mentorships. Um, and so it's, it's really cool to kind of get to connect with other people kind of in the same space. So I'll let, I'll let Daniel introduce himself and then, uh, we'll get started. Cool. Um, first of all, Anthony, thank you so much for having me on. I really do appreciate the opportunity here. Um, cool. So yeah, so I've been, um, a trainer or coach for just over six years now. Um, so yeah, I started, you know, I was living in downtown Toronto, I started working as a personal trainer. That was my full-time job until the beginning of the pandemic when, you know, it, it severely limited how much personal training we could do for a while. Um, now at the beginning of the pandemic, I had actually just shifted to working online. Um, I had, I think I had like two clients when everything started to lock down. So that's how I spent all the free time I suddenly found myself with for those next few months and I built, built it up. Um, and yeah, so it's been two and a half years now that I've been full-time online, helping mostly moms over 40 to, to lose weight and to take back control. Um, and yeah, I mean, my own personal story. So in my early twenties, late teens, I was not in very good shape at all. I never exercised. I never ate healthy food. Um, I smoked two packs of cigarettes a day. I was like the, the opposite of healthy. So so for me, um, the first thing that I did that allowed me to start the process of getting healthy was to quit smoking. And that took me a few attempts, but I finally managed it. And then I started playing with nutrition. I was able to start exercising. And I think like a lot of people who, who are on one extreme, we go way too far to the other extreme. So I was all about the low carbon, zero sugar and never drinking and just do, doing and like all the hit workouts. Basically, I did and believed all of the things that I say not to do and not to believe on my Instagram page right now. <laughs> and the reason I'm, I can speak so confidently about them just being complete BS is because I've gone through it. I've tried all of those extreme ways of doing things. None of them can, none of them laugh. I mean, they work while you're doing them. I'm like, there's no doubt that if you eliminate alcohol and sugar and carbs and fun of any kind you are going to lose weight without trying <laughs> but it's it's not going to last very long um so i kind of like my weights you know i never got back up to my heaviest but it would kind of go up and down a bit um, throughout my oh. 20s and it was only when i found a more when i found moderation because i'm not a naturally moderate person um, but I, I managed to find moderation. It's still an effort to be moderate, but it's, it was through moderation and just being reasonable about things that allowed me to get that control back of my weight, of my health. And this is what I now, I basically show people how to do, um, on Instagram and it's what I help my clients with. Yeah, no, I, I think that's awesome. I think a lot of times, you know, 
um, people, people find, you know, trainers, coaches, even other trainers and coaches look at people who, um, they kind of perceive as more successful as them and think like they don't struggle with these things. Right. But, uh, but all the time, man, huh? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And, and like, like you said, a lot of the things that you're teaching, a lot of things that I teach are things that I did in the past too. Right. And so I think, I think yeah. that's why. And I know, I know, I, I mean, I speak for myself here and I'm sure you as well, but you know, a lot of things we're so passionate is about is because mm. we, we've realized that, you know, there is a better way, right? There is a better way. Absolutely. You've, uh, you know, you, you've obviously, you know, found success helping moms. Uh, I always find it really interesting. Uh, I've had a couple coaches on here in the past few weeks that they also specifically work with moms, right? And you're a mm. dad, uh, you're a dad. Yep. Um, and so. How did you, um, how, how did you start working with moms? How did you kind of fall into mm. that niche there? You know what? It was not intentional. Mm. I did not deliberately think, okay, well, what do, what do moms need to know about? What can I help moms with? It was, it all started with my, with my, with my Instagram page anyway. It started me just thinking, okay, well, what am I interested in? What am I good at helping my current clients with? Who at the time were like a, pretty much a mixture of male and female old and young there wasn't really you couldn't really say oh as a personal trainer at the time i helped these kinds of people because it wasn't really one kind of person but it just so happened that what i found um interesting to talk about and i guess what i learned to become you know better at explaining and talk about on instagram just happened to be the things that moms are having issues with you know like you know like um here's how to get better sleep here's how to deal with stress um Here's here's how I learned how not to think about food as good or bad. How to learn uh-huh. more moderation in things. And here's yeah. you don't here's why you don't need to be killing yourself with like five hit workouts a week. Yeah. So it just so happened, I think, that I noticed that I was getting more and more response from like mostly mums over forty. And it because yeah. I I just think yeah, it just so happened that the things I was talking about spoke to them. And then I kept speaking to them. And then my Instagram page has, for whatever reason, blown up in the last 18 months or so. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's awesome. You know, I I think a lot of times, you know, the best coaches are the ones that aren't necessarily kind of in, in, in the same demographic as you, right? Like, obviously I work with Mm. dads, um, but you like for, for a lot of the, the really great coaches, like, um, I, I know, uh, Rin Jones, um, I, I, yeah, he he was on the episode. He was on the show last week, and Ren is an incredible okay. coach. You know, he's he's I mean, not he's not he's not a parent. He's not a dad, but he works with moms specifically. But through that process, you know, like he's had to be become a more empathetic coach. He's had to really yes. learn his clients in order mm. in order to really help them. And so, you know, obviously, you know, things like things transfer over being a mom, being a dad, there are some similarities, yeah. but mm-hmm. what, what are some things you have found? Um, kind of working with moms that you're, you, you didn't really know before. Hmm. That's a great question. And I think it's, this is probably something that I never really used to talk about very much, but I've, I've noticed myself over the last, you know, I, I guess I started taking my Instagram page seriously um, like four, yeah, four years ago. Mm. So four years ago, I wasn't talking really about sleep and stress. But now that's that's like I'm, I talk about that a lot. Like mm. you go onto my Instagram page, you'll see at least once in the last week I've spoken about stress and I've spoken about sleep and yeah. how much 
mums do t- and, and dads too and i guess a lot of people who are you know over a certain age that age is obviously going to, to go into very but over a certain age with responsibilities with pets with dependents with like full-time jobs sleep and stress they have such a large impact on everything else that we do and yeah. i find that yeah the, the mums are very often lacking sleep and experiencing like way more stress than they really should be experiencing yeah. or that they they could maybe um learn how to manage more let's say because these are like these are like the foundational habits for everything and yeah. it's all well and good for like you know um a 21 year old not that all 21 year olds are like this but you know who like has no real responsibilities yet at that point in their life Right. who can sleep for eight to nine hours a day and you know not really have much stress in their life they don't really think about stress and sleep being such an impact yeah. because they've never really experienced it but i guess as as you know as my daughter was born and as i dealt with more and more clients i realized oh yeah like everyone's telling me they're not sleeping enough and everyone's telling me that they're feeling like very very stressed so yeah. which is very very common among moms especially moms who you know either want or, or need to lose weight i found yeah. and it's the lack of stress a lack of sleep and the stress that is impacting their, their nutrition choices their fitness choices and has either caused the weight gain in the first place or is it or it's making it really really hard to now lose the weight that they want to lose yeah i i think you know, sleep sleep is always something you know it, it's it's never really been the first priority I work with clients on, but it's sure. definitely something like my, my mindset has definitely shifted. I've noticed this in myself, uh, just, ha- yeah. just having young kids too, right? I, I, I struggle with getting eight hours. I can't remember the last time I got eight hours of sleep, <laughs> but like, even just like earlier this week, I went multiple days here. Where I didn't get much sleep and I, mm. I was just really down not motivated to do anything. Didn't want to do my workout was yeah. eating more than I knew I should have. That night, I intentionally went to bed early. I got seven hours of sleep the night. The next day, it was like night and day different. It was just yeah. all, all yeah. I did was sleep. You know, I, did, I, didn't, I didn't change anything else. Yeah. And so, like, if you have, like, you have a young daughter. And so, like, ha- mm-hmm. having young kids um, can make that tough, especially on the mom. Like, I, my sleep has been affected. But for my wife, like, she's the one that, you know, it's feeding the, the our baby, yep. you know. And so it's like, yep. I, I, I can't even, I, I can't even put myself, like, I, I don't fully understand. And so no, when you're. You can't as a guy. You just can't. Right, right. You can be the and most so when you're, guy in the world. You just can't. Exactly, exactly. And so when you're, when you're working with your clients, like. Mm. Um, and I, I don't know, I don't know what, what your wife does, but do you ever mm-hmm. have that conversation with her? Just like, you know, how, like, what are you going through? How, how can I maybe, uh, empathize a little bit more with my clients? Yeah. So it, we were very, very lucky in that our daughter's poor sleep only lasted for the first five months. Mm-hmm. Then we, we basically, we um, did sleep training. Mm-hmm. And then within a week, she was sleeping through the night. So awesome. it's been like well over, well over a year at this point that we've, we only had like five months of disrupted sleep. Wow. But during that time, um, yeah, it was, it did become very important for me to like talk to my wife more, ask about how she's feeling, see what I can do. Like I, I remember like literally there were mornings where I would set my alarm for 5 a.m. Uh-huh. so that I could grab the baby, bring the baby down here to the office. I would hold her like right here at this desk and I would type away with one hand and do my work 
and then whenever she started to cry and disturb, yeah. put her back to sleep. And then I would do that for two, three hours so that my wife could at least get two or three hours of just some degree of like consistent sleep without being woken up. Yeah. And it, it was, yeah, I mean, it's, it's all fine for me because I can just, you know, at any point during the day, just like lie down over there and take a quick nap. But like when you're a mom with a four month old baby, you, 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 you're attached to them. Like yeah. unless they're sleeping, you're attached to them. And you can yeah. barely even put them down sometimes because they are just going to start crying and then you've got to put them, pick them back up. You've got to deal with them. So yeah, it's, it's, um, it's rough as, um, as a mom. Now, most of the moms that I work with, in fact, all the moms that I work with, they, they may well have kids, but none of them are at the stage where they have very young babies. Mm-hmm. Um, just because, you know, I, I, I wouldn't feel right about helping somebody who's still breastfeeding because if somebody wants to lose weight while breastfeeding, it can impact the milk supply. And I am just not qualified to be able to talk about that kind of thing with anybody. Um, So usually moms do come to me when the babies are older and they're at the point where they can sleep train, but not all the time. Some kids just don't respond to sleep training and some kids just like have poor sleep. And that's just an unfortunate fact. Um, And so, I guess, yeah, that's a very long-winded way of answering your question. But, um, but yeah, so basically, yeah, to go back to your question, yeah, it is very important for to to talk to to my wife. It was very important to talk to her about how she was feeling, what she was going through, the, the way that it can impact mood as well, lack of sleep. Mm. So it's not just nutrition choices. It's also your mood and your motivation yeah. to do things. Um, so, yeah, it, it, it was a very, very important um looking back yeah i did learn from it and have applied it to my um to my coaching i guess yeah yeah no um i really i really liked what you said there um you mentioned you know like new moms there who have you know just had a baby and said you don't feel like you're qualified um no you don't feel like you're qualified to kind of help them there and uh i I really like that i really like that you said that because a lot of times like when clients come to us when clients come to coaches they kind of look at look at us as like a one size or you know kind of one, one, one solution for everything. Right. Yeah, and yeah. the reality is, is that like the best coaches kind of know their limits, right. They refer yeah. out and things. Yeah, and so when, when a client's coming to you and you, you have like, I don't know, like you said there, maybe it's a new mom who wants to work with you, mm. um, but you don't feel qualified. Mm. What, where, where do you kind of, um, where do you kind of draw that line? Cause a, a lot of times, like there, there are things that there's a lot mm. of gray area, right? You feel like you can kind yeah. of give advice. You feel like, you know, pretty much yeah. what they need to do, but yeah. you may not necessarily like you, you, it's kind of, here's what I'm going to say, but don't listen to it if you don't want. To. So where, where do you kind of, <laughs> where do you, where yeah. do you kind of, um, when a client, you know, obviously like you have probably lots of people reaching out to you on social media and stuff. And so how do you kind of, how do you kind of, um, social media is kind of a weird thing because mm-hmm. everybody can have, you, you know, authority and stuff. Uh, everybody can have an opinion and stuff. People can take your advice. Mm-hmm. They don't have to, but when you say something, your clients a lot of times take it as gospel. Right. And so how, yeah. how, how do you, how do you work with these clients to not only just, listen, you know, obviously try what you're saying, but understand that just because you're saying it, it may not work for them. Right. Yeah. So I always like to, to preface what I speak to clients about these kinds of things that 
I have precisely zero medical qualifications. <laughs> so anything that I'm going to say should not be taken with, with any kind of like medical implication. Yeah. Um, and for me to say, emphasize that these, these are, these things help in general. Mm-hmm. Right. So like to go back to what you were saying about, you know, um, where do I draw the line? So it's very simple with like, you know, a mom who is still breastfeeding. Mm-hmm. I refer to like a dietitian. Because, hey, like, I'm sure it is possible to lose weight while breastfeeding because, you know, I saw my wife do it without trying or tracking calories or doing anything. Um, she just, yeah, she lost weight after while she was breastfeeding. Um, but for me to then say, okay, you need approximately this many calories that, because that's going to help you lose weight and it's going to be enough to affect mm-hmm. to have enough milk. Well, okay, how the hell do I know? This is what I'm trained to do. So I would for sure say that go and talk to a dietitian or talk to your doctor and get them to refer you to a dietitian because then it might be free or covered under your insurance. Um, so I, I do like to, if I don't, if I, if I feel like I, I can't help the person, I am going to refer, refer them to somebody else. Um, you know, I mean, it's the same if, if somebody, let's say, let's say somebody said to me that they have um, upcoming knee surgery. And they want me to write some workouts for them. I'm like, well, if you have knee surgery coming up, maybe working with an online trainer isn't the best option for you. Maybe you need a, a like a specific, you know, a, maybe a, a physical therapist might be the best person that you could work with. So go onto Google and type in physical therapists and then the name of your city. Right. Just you know, random example there. So because you are right, it's it's it can be kind of grey as to who we can work with and who we should not work with because mm-hmm. we just don't have the education or expertise to um so i am like very um very strict about you know going by the book okay if there is a medical condition present go and talk to your doctor here is what the program would look like here's what the kind of nutrition guidance you're going to receive talk to your doctor have them sign off on it because we we don't want to take any risks. Yeah, there's the liability thing, of course, but yeah. I couldn't sleep at night if I thought that something that I was doing could potentially negatively impact somebody. It's just, I can't yeah. sleep at night. This this is so I can have a, a solid eight hours of sleep. <laughs> That's how important sleep is to me, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, I've, I've turned down a lot, of, a lot of potential clients before because I either felt that I wasn't the right coach for them based on their previous yeah. history of let's say something as you know as, as you know as horrible as like an eating disorder or something like that um again i've got no training to help somebody who's who has that kind of history um and and yeah like when it when it comes to um drawing the line i think yeah i i'm i'm probably over cautious of anything right i i'm i'm probably over cautious um because yeah, it, it's unf- it's it's weird. We have this industry that we're in. It's it's kind of regulated, but kind of not. Because right. anybody can take a weekend course, get a certification, or even do like an online course um, yeah. in an hour and get a certification that says they are now a personal trainer. Yeah. And yeah, it's. I'm I'm not saying that that needs to change, but I'm saying that yeah, it it does. Um, it makes it pretty complicated. And it's up to the individual to act ethically and to act within their scope. And unfortunately, that way too many people don't. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think, and I, th- I think it's important to kind of have a team, right? Um, sure. whether, whether you're a coach, you know, have have you know a physical therapist, have you know, 
a nutritionist, all, all these people yep. on your team, but for, for a client too, right? For a client, I think that's yes. really important. I, I work specifically with dads and I can guarantee you at some point, most dads are going to have shoulder pain. Is it because the workouts are super grueling? No, it's, it's because we tend to, a, a lot of times, you know, they think like, they're like, how, how did you know that? How are you going to, uh, like, typically I can tell you if you're working at a desk all day, you're driving yeah. in your car, you're not focusing on mobility, you're going to have yeah. shoulder pain at some point and it's going to be in your right arm. And they're like, well, how do you know that? And I was like, well, everybody kind of show, you know, these are just kind of tendencies. Yeah. Like you, er, most people are right-handed, they're grabbing the mouse on their computer, they're, they're kind of shifting. And so every everybody yeah. kind of has the same things, you know, and I, I try and give like, general advice like this is how i yeah. helped myself but you know like you you kind of got to take it with a grain of salt talk to a physical mm. therapist and stuff and so absolutely yeah yeah and i like i mean yeah like showing people what you do and say look this is what worked for me it might not work for you but this is what right. what works for me and it's very important that this won't necessarily that you understand that this might not necessarily work for you. It's important yeah. that you go and actually see somebody in person who can assess it, who yeah. can give you further advice. Because I'm, I'm with you, like if I'm not careful, I get shoulder pain. So I begin all of my workouts with either a face pull or some kind of TYI yeah. or some band pull aparts. Like that's the begin, that's the first five minutes of my workout, yeah. aside from like just general hip and, and like hamstring mobility. It's, yeah. it's, the, it's basically, you know, all that rear delt stuff, all of that opening the shoulders up opening yeah. everything up nice and loose maybe doing some windmills on the ground because yeah, yeah i'm there like if you were to look at my shoulder mobility like my right shoulder sucks compared to my left <laughs> one for those exact reasons that you're talking about yeah yeah and and yeah i think you know i think a lot of times um like i said like you you were mentioning like you know there there's a lot of regulation here but when we're online that regulation sometimes goes out the window, which un yeah. can be good and bad because you can help people. I think in a greater way. Um, I, I, I think like, I feel like a lot of times, you know, I, I can have a bigger impact on somebody I work with online rather than in person, just because they, they actually have more access to me, but I have some clients who I want them in person. I want, mm -hmm. I want, I want to be there with them because, yeah. Um, sometimes it's just movement patterns, right? A lot sure. of like, if we're not moving properly and stuff. And so like, obviously like you have clients or the majority of your clients now are online or all of mm -hmm. them. And to me, um, I I'm big on quality over quantity. Like I, I, I would, I always say, I would rather, you know, drop the weight focus on form. I, I don't want to see you mm. injure yourself. I, you know, I want yeah. you to be able to do this for, you know, 12 yeah. years, not 12 weeks. Right. And, sure. um, and so how, what's one, what's one thing you do with your clients to kind of make sure that, you know, you're not just improving their aesthetics, but mm -hmm. their overall movement quality, their overall quality of life as well. Absolutely. So I do take new clients through a very simple, like movement screen over mm -hmm. zoom when we first begin. Um, and I, I'm, I am looking mostly at shoulder mobility. I'm looking at the squat technique. I'm looking at hip and hamstring mobility. And I'm looking at um, core stability. That's basically what I'm looking at most of all. Um, yeah, because a, a lot of my clients do come to me as um, beginners. They've never really strengthened trend before. If they have, it's been in a group class which as we both know isn't really strength training but you know it's a great way of learning you know those basic strength movements yeah um and depending on what i see um 
there's a good chance that with a lot of clients, I'm going to ask for like a, uh, ask for some video feedback. Like, hey, let me see you performing like a, just a basic goblet squat with a weight. Because as we both know, somebody doing a body weight squat versus somebody holding a weight in front of them, it can fundamentally change how they perform that movement. Yeah, right? yeah. So we want to make sure that they are moving well. Um, I also try my best to just simply choose exercises that are that are giving me really hard for you to mess up. Uh-huh. Like a reverse lunge, a split squat, um, a glute bridge, um, a, a hip thrust. You know, I'm gonna. I do tend to choose these exercises where we can find that good balance between getting the client stronger, improving their range of motion, but which are not going to hurt them. So, you know, if I see somebody with tight shoulders and no core stability, they're not going to get standing overhead press. Right. right. At, at best, they're going to get a seated incline, elbows tucked in kind of overhead press. But even then, I might wait for four weeks before we actually do anything overhead. Um, so I like to see how they move. I like to get their video feedback. And I'm going to choose simple exercises um, because simple exercises can be very effective exercises. And in fact, they're, yeah. they're simple for they're effective because they are simple. You know, and I'm not going to give people, you know, we, we like to think about the planes of motion as trainers, right? We need to we need people to go like, you know, the, you know, up and down the sagittal plane, up and down, backwards and forwards. We like to see them moving in the frontal plane, side to side, and also yeah, the yeah. transverse plane, you know, rotation, that kind of thing. Right. I'm, I'm probably not going to ask people to do much rotation in their workouts, but yeah. I am going to program anti-rotational movements to give them stability when they do rotate. Now, if I have a more advanced client who's done a bunch of strength training before and they can move well, cool, okay, we're going we're gonna to forget that. We're going to give them some more advanced movements. But most people, sure, some frontal plane, some kind of lateral lunge or lateral squat is going to be very beneficial for them. Mm-hmm. But they, do they really need to be, like, rotating and spinning? I mean, like, for me, if I can't be there to watch their technique, I personally feel that for a lot of people, especially beginners, especially beginners who have maybe 50 pounds to lose, this may be not a great idea. But yeah. to do some anti-rotational movements like like um, a pal-off press, something very simple like that, even something like, you know, um, like a, a knee-supported row where the core has to resist the rotation of the dumbbell, even that can be good enough to provide somebody with a good level of rotational stability without the risk of actually doing a bunch of rotations in their workout. Um, So yeah, so basically that, that's, that's my, my general approach to how I would program with people online. Is that the kind of similar approach that you take? Yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, so I, I typically kind of like you said there, um, you, you were mentioning, you know, somebody who has to lose 50 pounds, Mm. you know, their, their workout program is going to be, fairly basic and i, I say basic yeah. um but I, th- I think basic has a very negative connotation but like it does um, yeah and like my my clients who i've worked with you know just for a few months their workout program looks very similar to my clients who i've worked with for a few years right it's yeah. like I, basic I, I think workouts are awesome exactly and i i think like i think a lot of times like um I started with a new client recently and uh they were wanting they travel a lot and just they were wanting a mm. new workout like mm. every single day, you know, like they're, they're going to the hotel gym and just yeah. something new all the time. And we kind of had to have a conversation. It's like, you know, the, these workouts may be great for like burning calories, like for just yep. getting you moving, but yep. 
like that that's not our focus our focus isn't just to burn as many calories our focus is to get we want to get stronger we want to move better mm. we want to progress these over time and so like you can squat you could like you said you mentioned a goblet squat there you we can start with a got we can start with the body weight squat we can do a goblet mm. squat we can do uh i like the landmine that's a great for a home yeah. gym setup the, the landmine yeah. setup there um very mm. rarely will i ever have a client do a back squat uh yeah not not because I don't think they're beneficial. Um, they yeah. are, but if I'm not there, the slightest, you know, technique, the, sl- the slightest miscue there could cause mm-hmm. an, an injury. And I'm not saying like squats, squats, when we do them with good form, deadlifts, all these things are great. Uh, the for fantastic you. exercises when performed properly. Absolutely. But you, exactly. There's a learning curve. That's a learning curve. There, there, and and see that that's one thing I didn't know when I started. Mm. When I started exercising, when I started getting into weightlifting, I did everything on my own. Um, oh, I learned me too. Like, yeah, what do we and, know? Right, we we think we know everything when we start out lifting weights, especially as guys. Yeah. Let's be honest, right? But we don't know <laughs> yeah. anything about it, really. Right, right. You only learn so much. Like, uh, you only learn so much from YouTube, right? I I wish yeah. like yeah. I wish I could spend you know three, four weeks, every, every client I have online, I wish I could meet with in person for a couple of weeks and then go out because some of these things, like I, um, um, I had a client who, um, uh, haven't worked with very long. Um, mm-hmm. but they had worked with a trainer. They worked with the yep. for four, four years, for four years. So um, you'd think technique would be pretty solid with most. E- kinds of exactly. Videos, exactly. And so yeah. when I started working with, them. um, and I'm not saying they did everything wrong. I, I, I'm not criticizing them sure. or anything, but, but mm-hmm. there, there were lots of movements there where if we added some weight, it was an injury waiting to happen. It was, yeah. And, yeah. and yeah. so, um, but it was a couple things like one, one or two pointers. We never went over mm-hmm. it again. They knew exactly what to do, but they, yeah. for some people that can be really, if you do a movement the same way for five years <laughs> and you don't have good form with it, you're ingraining that pattern. And so Absolutely. I think, you know, starting, starting with these basic things, I think is really important. And I know mm-hmm. like um, you're working with moms, I'm working with dads. Like to me, like it's, it's not like, I always, I, I know they may care about how much they bench press, how much they squat. Mm. But overall, I was like, five years from now, are you really going to care if you back squatted 245 compared to 225? Yeah. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like it's like a lot of these things, like in the moment, it's cool to tell people like I bench pressed 300 today, you know, but it's cool. like it, it really, it really honestly doesn't unless you're competing in something like it, re- it really mm-hmm. doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter. Yeah. And so, yeah, I, I like your approach. I like your approach there. Um if you have, so say you have a client, um, mm-hmm. um, a mom that you're working with and her yeah. husband works out regularly. And so mm-hmm. he's doing, he's doing all these different workouts and stuff. And like you said, you know, guys, guys are difficult, you know, hus- husbands, <laughs> husbands are rough sometimes. And <laughs> yeah. so you, you have a client who, you know, you're, you know, I found may- maybe, maybe, uh, maybe you found something different, but I found sometimes, uh, women t- seem to be more, um, receptive to feedback. Um, and so, um, a lot of times, a lot of times, sometimes what happens is, um, maybe, uh, 
the wife bought into it. She bought into your coaching advice. Mm. She starts doing some of these things. And all of a sudden the husband is like, Hey, maybe you should do it this way. Or that's not how we do it. Or why are you doing that? And so mm. have you, have you kind of, I'm, I'm sure you have, but um, I actually haven't, you know, I've no? been very lucky. I have not encountered that yet. Okay. <laughs> not yet. Um, I don't know how I'd approach that. That's a tricky one. Mm. Um, I guess a lot of the moms I work with, they, they don't work out with their husbands. Um, and I guess maybe, maybe if they have the husbands of like, they've seen that, you know, I like to program like supersets and tri-sets and I like to program, yeah. you know, basically be, try to be efficient with time. And yeah. so maybe the husband thinks, oh, she's doing some kind of like cardio thing right now. She's yeah, doing yeah, like yeah. a squat and then a press and then a plank. There must be some <laughs> kind of cardio thing. Yeah. So maybe I've kind of like got away with it so far. But um, I guess it would depend on what the husband was saying. Because I thought, why are you using a, a dumbbell and why not a barbell? Yeah. Right. So I might, I might say, oh, cool. So it will be absolutely great for your wife to eventually use a barbell. Fantastic. That's a fantastic thing to do. I think we maybe need to maybe, you know, and assuming that I've got the wife's permission to actually start talking about this kind of thing, I would yeah. want to maybe get her core a bit stronger. I mean, you know, right? You know, you got to have a strong core to do a squat, right? Yeah, of course, yeah. You know that, right? You know that you've got to have like a, a good level of mobility in the hips and some good stability in the hips to do a squat yeah. like you can. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So that's what I'm working on. And yeah, eventually, if your wife wants to, we can put her under a barbell. If she doesn't want to, though, there are lots of ways that we can, you know, we can we can still get an effective lower body workout without a barbell squat. Because yeah. I'm, you're, you're totally right. Like you don't need barbells. Um, barbells are actually they don't look it, but they are a very advanced instrument. Yeah, like really advanced. If you even to do something like you know something that doesn't look that advanced, like a barbell bent over row, mm. you need a lot of core strength, core mm -hmm. stability. You need to remember how to keep a neutral spine. You've yeah. got to have good hip and hamstring mobility to stay in yeah. that position. Good stability in those areas. Like a barbell bent over row is a pretty like advanced movement. Like I'm not I'm not going to ask a beginner to do a barbell bent over row. That may be like week 12, week 16, maybe even week yeah. 24 before we even approach barbells. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think, you know, I think, I think that's a great approach. You know, the barbell, the barbell is great. Everybody like, yeah, for me, like, uh, working with dads, everybody wants a bench, right? Everybody wants to <laughs> increase, increase their bench and everything. Uh, and I love dumbbells. I love, you know, the application of dumbbells. I bought, yeah. um, some, uh, they're called Nuo Bell, Nuo Bell adjustable dumbbells. They go up to 80 oh, pounds. Um, great. Best, best, best purchase I've ever made. It's Honestly, awesome. like, I love them. My perfect home gym would be like an adjustable bench um, that can incline and decline. Yeah. And once that's, that's a good height for you to be able to sit back against and do some hip thrust or something like mm -hmm. that. I'd love to see a TRX or like whatever suspension straps and some adjustable dumbbells. Yeah. Like you've got years and years and years of great workouts with those three instruments. Like yeah. you could like those three things would probably be like along with maybe a foam roller, maybe that'll be like a really, really nice home gym. And it doesn't yeah. take up a ton of space either. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I have, I have way, way more equipment than I probably need and I'm going to get more, <laughs> but, uh, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. um, I want, I want to kind of switch, kind of switch yeah. topics here. Um, just for a second, um, at, at the beginning, you were kind of mentioning kind of how you, how you got into um, fitness a little bit. You, sure. you, you got into it later, later mm. uh, in life. You know, you were already, um, 
you know, an adult, you're already working in yeah. other, other career fields and stuff. When you first got into this. And so, um, you know, like, like I said, I, I've had other people on the show here that have worked with moms and stuff. And I, so I think, mm. you know, for me, like for me working with dads, I, I have a sense of credibility because I am a dad, but even yeah. when, even when I first started, mm. I felt very, um, I know I, I, we talk about like imposter syndrome and all that thing. I, I didn't feel yeah. qual even though I was a dad, I didn't feel qualified. Right. And so, um, mm. I, I felt like, why, why would people listen to me? You know? And like, obviously you've been very successful in working with moms here. And so when you first started or maybe even now mm. too, um, how did you, how do you kind of, how did you, um, kind of get that buy-in, um, from the moms you were working with? So right now it's, it's fine because I've got, you know, I've got the client testimonials and I've got the, I've got the evidence here. Here's all these people that I've helped. Yeah. Um, and I, I think honestly, what helped me just to get clients and for me to, you know, build the trust, I honestly think it was basically, it was my Instagram page mm. because what I try to do on my Instagram page is I try to tell people exactly what to do to get the results that they want. In fact, the only thing that I don't give on Instagram because I, I cannot is accountability for each individual. Yeah. Uh, that's, I mean, obviously, yeah, when a client comes to work with me, we, we wouldn't just, you know, apply the formulas that I put on Instagram and just write, forgive, put together some like, random workout for them. Right. They get a customized program that's built for their movement. They get, you know, specific nutrition guidance around them and their specific situations and requirements. But fundamentally, if somebody didn't want to pay me and they just and they didn't need accountability, they could probably spend a couple of hours looking at my free content and put together a plan and just do it themselves. And I honestly think that enough people um, took the advice I'm giving out, applied it to their situations and saw some kind of progress before stalling and then reaching out to me for further help. I think that was it. I think, And I think if there are any coaches listening to this, like this is how you, you get clients you basically tell people exactly what to do for free yeah and then when they see success doing it some of them are going to reach out to you for further help and i think so yeah that's what i think has really helped me um you know let, letting people try out what my information is for free and you know i'm sure you get the same thing people reaching out to say hey like, thanks to your free advice, I've dropped 10 pounds or 20 pounds or I'm working up consistently now. Thanks to thanks to what you've been explaining to me online. And that's awesome. That's a really great feeling. Um, yeah. But you mentioned imposter syndrome. Yeah, that's I get that all, every day. Like, every time yeah. I have up Instagram, I'm like, why the hell are like this many people following me? <laughs> I feel like I know I'm like there are so many coaches I know personally who are just like so much better than me at coaching. Yeah. Like so many, I feel like, I feel like, I don't feel like I'm a, I'm a bad coach, but I'm, I'm not a great coach. I feel very average to be frank compared with the people that I speak to. Um, yeah. So I'm like, why, why, why am I the one who's got this, like this audience right now? And why, why not those other people? And yeah, the, the, I, I feel that often, like all, like a lot, like this is like, if it's not daily, it's certainly at least once or twice. So we can like, Jeez, yeah. who the hell am I? Why do I have this right now? This is kind of stupid. I should have a real job, not not much mucking around on Instagram all day. Yeah. Yeah. No, you said, yeah. Uh, I, don't, I don't know if you're familiar with uh, Aaron Horshig, Dr. Aaron Horshig, uh, Squat University. Okay. Um, 
he uh he he's got uh well over like a million followers on instagram wow. now and he uh I, i've actually met him a couple times uh, he lived in kansas city for a while uh, he lives in cool. st louis now but he um he wrote a book uh, called the squat Bible and he has another one called rebuilding Milo, but he said the exact same thing. He was like, if someone went on my website or on my YouTube, they can literally find everything for free. It's all there. Like everything you need to do is like, the book is literally just to put it all together for you. And he's like, he's <laughs> yeah. like, he's like, you, he's like, you never have to pay me. And he's like, I, he's like that. You know, he's like, he gets people yeah. all the time that reach out to him. Like, Hey, thanks to this, you know, I, I got him like that. That's exactly what you're doing. Like on your Instagram, like you're yeah. sharing tips, you know, you're sharing tips every, you every too, single Anthony. day. Right. You too. That that's the uh, plan. That's the goal. Doing, that's yeah. the goal, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but but yeah, like but when you when you have clients, so like you have moms reaching out to you, right? You have moms reaching out to you who are like, you know, this this is great. Like, um, you know, I, I've had success. I've lost twenty pounds just doing what you mm. said. Yeah. What at what point? So, I I, I believe like at some point everybody should have a coach in some area of their life. You can learn so much. You can learn. So like, yeah. it doesn't like yeah. not, does everybody need to hire a weight loss coach, a fitness coach? Probably not. Right. No. Like, but, but for somebody who some people like to right? somebody, people just like to, but you, you have clients who have kind of gotten to a point. What, what, what are your kind of expectations with like clients? So like uh, I, a lot of this stuff is just like, for most people to lose, you know, the first 10, 20 pounds, you kind of do the same thing, yeah. similar, you know yeah. what I mean? There's kind of a similar approach, but you yeah. have lifestyle factors, you have environment, mm. you know, you have all these yeah. other things that play into it. And so if mm. somebody has gotten results initially, just mm. through following your information, mm. when they start working with you, how yeah. do you kind of tailor it to make sure that, you know, they're, they're not only going to get these results, but they're going to be able to maintain them after they stop working with you. That's a great, that's a great question. Um, so I like to pretty often ask my clients if, if you had to do what you're doing right now for another year, could you? And I want them to be able to say, oh yeah, absolutely. That's how I know we're on the right track. Yeah. And I talk to my clients how, I say, look, and I tell this to them up front, like we are going to put the habits in place or continue to put the habits in place that you've already been working on that you need to maintain for the rest of your life uh-huh. to not just lose the weight, not just keep it off, but to basically have as long and as independent a life as you possibly can. Yeah. And there isn't really much there isn't really like a lot of like specific things that we know definitely work. We know that, you know, walking more is a great idea. Doing yeah. some kind of strength training a couple of days a week is a great idea. Whenever, when it comes to nutrition, like no one way of eating has really been shown to be superior to any other. It's right. very, very individual. The best we can say is make sure that at least 80% of what you're eating is from like minimally processed, like healthy food and the rest from wherever you really want it to come from. We know we need people to manage their stress. We know we need them to get better sleep, to drink water, to like get up and move around on a regular basis, to be, to be social, to have some kind of community as well. So this, this is like, you know, it sounds like very basic stuff, but when you look at like what percentage of the people are, 
being 80-20 about nutrition and are getting even two workouts a week and are doing more than 7,000 steps a day, like, and who are managing stress and sleeping well. Like, how more, what percentage of people are doing all of those things? It's like, yeah. it's not very many at all. But these are the things that we need to to maintain like a healthy weight and to be healthy and to be independent for as long as we possibly can. So I, I kind of like, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm a weight loss coach, but I'm kind of like, I'm secretly like a kind of a health coach as well. Yeah. Right. So I want people to form these habits. I want them to feel good about the habits that they're forming. And, you know, anybody listening to this about what I've just said, it shouldn't really sound that unrealistic. Like sleeping more, managing stress and being 80, yeah. 20 and working out twice a week. It's not a huge ask, but it's, I'm kind of like trying to like really emphasize to people look like there's this way over here that's pushed on social media most of the time about what working out looks like. It's like five hit workouts a week. It's lifting really, really heavy weights a couple of times a week. It's being super, super ripped. Um, it's just being extreme. And like that's, that's Aww. just marketing. That's all that is. It's yeah. just basically marketing. That's not a sustainable lifestyle for most people. So I also tell, tell my clients that these habits should start off feeling like they're pretty tough. Okay, I let them know, hey, these, it's gonna be hard. We're not gonna to try to change everything at once, um, but you are gonna to have to make effort. And I like to use the analogy of like when I started learning how to floss my teeth regularly, which I yeah. did embarrassingly late. So <laughs> it took me, weeks and weeks and weeks to do it consistently i kept forgetting i'll do it for a couple of days and i'll forget again that i maybe like travel somewhere and like not have any floss and then have to keep restarting but i kept making the effort and now i'm at the point where if i don't floss it's weird like it feels <laughs> like something's missing right and yeah, yeah. that's how i also feel about if i don't go and get my steps on a particular day, if I don't work out in a particular week, right. um, if I don't eat any fruit or vegetables on a particular day, like at the end of that day, I'm like, I feel really off. This is like, I'm off balance right now. So yeah. that's how it's, it's not like a big effort for me and like, nor should it be. So I tell my clients that the more that you do these things, the easier they should become over time. And that's how, you know, it's a sustainable habits because it starts off hard and ends up easier. Whereas I personally have found that the less sustainable habits start off easy but then get harder as you go along like day one of keto is really easy you just throw the bread out and throw the rice out you just have the meat <laughs> and you have the vegetables yeah, it's yeah. easy on day one but then yeah. you get to day 51 and you're craving carbs and you want to have a beer with your friends and you just want to have some pizza like it gets really really hard over time yeah. and it doesn't it doesn't get any easier yeah. so so that's that's what i tell my clients i tell them look i i do expect you to like to work hard to oh to practice making the hard choice, yeah. right? Um, and knowing as well that it will get easier with time. And obviously yeah. Yeah, we, we customize things for each client. I, I really do ask about, okay, what do your current activity levels like? Um, what, how consistent are you being with them? Okay, this is approximately, this is, this, this is a good calorie range for you day to day. You wanna go up to maintenance once a week, here's a higher calorie range. Um, how many workouts can you realistically commit to right now? If it's only one per week at the moment, cool, then it's just one. And we figure out how to in implement a second at some point. If you could yeah. only get 4,000 steps right now, a day right now, cool, that's what we aim for. And let's figure out how to get you for up to five and up to six and yeah. up to seven. So I do let them know we basically go into, we're gonna figure out where you are right now and we're gonna build on build on it from there. Awesome, yeah. I hope I, I answered I think, the question. 
Yeah, no, I, I think that ties in perfectly. Yeah. One of the big things I always talk about uh, here on the podcast, I have my Facebook group and stuff, is creating your fit life, right? Mm. For some people, that's three workouts a week. For yeah. some people, that's two workouts a week. Some people, that's, mm-hmm. you know, hitting 10,000 steps a day. And so, like you said, can, you know, that I asked that exact same question to my clients. Can you, like, do you feel like you can stick with this for a year? And yeah. if they say no, then we need to change something, you know, that, yeah. and I, I think there's value. I think there's value in doing a program. Like there, there's times in my life too, where I'll add an extra workout or two each week because I yeah. have the time. Right. Absolutely. And, yeah. And so I, yeah, I think, I think there's, I think there's times for that when you kind of sprint a little same way with business with work, you know, there's going to be times yeah. where you're putting more than your eight hours in each day. You're, 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 you're working on a project, you're getting something done, but we don't want to do that every day, right? Because after no, that week, no. after that two week, after those three weeks where you are putting in that extra time, you get exhausted and then you don't want to do Precisely. anything, right? So Yeah. And this a lot of people they they like to um they like to push a little bit too much when they first start. Uh-huh. That I think I'm gonna move from zero to four workouts. I'm gonna go from a thousand steps to ten thousand steps a day every day. Right. And yeah, it's at that point where yeah, like we've got to be like self-aware. We've got to be realistic yeah. about the plan. But if you want to go from let's say three to four workouts per week for a period of time, you want to go from seven to ten thousand steps per day for a certain period of time. Okay, cool. Now now we've got something to talk about. And you know, a few of my clients are teachers, which means they've got a long break coming up in about yeah, a month yeah. or so. So for them, a lot of them are talking about, hey, I want to get four workouts a week during that time. I want to get my 10,000 steps instead of the 7,000 I'm aiming for right now. And that's great. Yeah. And I, I'm, I'm all for like certain yeah. periods of time pushing. And I like, you know, I followed I followed powerlifting programs in the past because it gave me like a, like a 16-week focus on improving yeah. like certain elements of my strength and of my fitness. Yeah. I've done other more um, cardio-based challenges yeah. before, like, you know, Dan John's 10,000 kettlebell swing challenge. Um, I mean, I followed a, a 16-week Eric Cressy program. That was awesome. But I think it was a, it was either a four or five-week 10,000 um, kettlebell swing program. I like the idea of, like, committing to more intense kinds of workouts for a certain periods of time. I think you've got a great point there. Um, but most of the time, I'm kind of doing either two full-body or three workouts per week um enough to to like maintain and slowly build strength uh-huh. um and then going all in during the times where i know it's going to be appropriate to, to go all in you know the first year of my daughter's life that was not a time to be going all in on exercise it right. just absolutely right. was would not have been a good idea uh, but now she's getting a bit older um it's gonna be yeah. I'm, I'm thinking like ahead to the next few months. I think okay, well August is probably gonna be a pretty quiet month for me. Probably between mid July to August, it's it's our you know a slower season of the coaches. Um, so I'm gonna take advantage of the extra time and you know maybe spend a little bit more time um doing some like more intense workouts more yeah. frequently. It makes complete sense. And I know that my daughter sleeps well, so I'm not gonna have to worry about not getting enough sleep and recovering <laughs> properly. Um, so yeah, I, I think that's that's a great point. Awesome. Awesome. Well, Daniel, I, I really appreciated, you know, our, our talk on here. I know you work with, you work with moms, I work with dads, but 
And I think I think there's a lot of value in learning about um, kind of what your wife does as well, right? And so I, I know my my mm. wife uh, likes likes a bunch of different workouts um, sure. than I do, right? We don't we don't enjoy the same things, and that that's completely okay. And so yeah. I just to kind of to leave us with kind of one last one last piece of advice here for mm. for husbands who maybe you know have more experience um, yep. with fitness and exercise and their wife is trying to get started. Uh, what, what's one piece of advice for them uh, to kind of encourage their wife as, as they're getting started in their fitness? To encourage your wives to, to lift weights and get involved in strength training? Yeah. So if they're, yeah. So if they're looking, looking to hire a coach or something, and um, okay. I, I know a lot of times we, we kind of think like, Oh, like I like strength training. They need a strength training or we need to do the same workout. So what's, what's a piece of advice um, you have uh, for dads uh, in regards to that? Hmm. How can they encourage their wives to take part? Yeah. Um, I mean, if you have kids, it's, I mean, this is the thing that I've seen um, Andrew Coates say on Instagram. Uh-huh. Like if you have kids, especially if you have a daughter, you want them to see both their parents strength training. Right. You want to encourage your kids to develop healthy habits. And we all know now that strength training is a very healthy habit. It's yeah. going to make you um, essentially, you know, if you're if you're lucky, live live a, a longer independent life. I don't think we can say it's going to extend your lifespan, but I think we can say it gives you a better chance to be independent for as long as you possibly can. Right. And even if we think about earlier than that, it's going to make you leaner. It's going to make you stronger. It's going to make you harder to kill. Oh. And <laughs> I think we want those. We 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 want to encourage our kids. I mean, we have like you know. It seems like an, an like a like an infinite number of coaches online, and yet we in the U.S. and Canada and England, we are still experiencing increasing rates of people like who are overweight or obese. It's it's not going down; it's going up. There have been like right. there's never been access to more resources for this kind of thing. There's no, it's never been easier to join a gym, um, but still the rates of obesity and being overweight are still increasing. Right. So, and like. And we all know the risks of of that come with you know with obesity, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, and so yeah, we we want our we want to teach our kids good habits, yeah. like especially if they're if they're dads with daughters. You don't you want your daughter to be well, you know, there's nothing wrong with being feminine, but also tough at the same time, right? You don't right. want you don't want your daughter to be a walker. You want her to be like a like a a strong, independent woman and and teenager as she grows up. And I think being physically active is very, very important. Um, and we, I think, you know, just telling them that it's a good idea to do that kind of thing is, is like one thing. It's not very effective. But yeah. showing them what you do and letting them see what yeah. you do. Like if you're, if you're, if you have a home gym and you have a wife and you have a daughter and or a son, let your kids see your wife strength training. I yep. think that's it's such a great lesson, such a great lesson to pass on to your kids. Yeah. Um, and yeah, we do everything for our kids, right? Right. 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 Yeah. It's why we work twelve-hour days. It's why we you know <laughs> we suffer when we we get we wake up in the middle of the yep. night because we want the best for our kids. And I think Absolutely. this is just going to be it's going to be such a great lesson to, to pass on to your kids to have them form memories of of both both their parents um, being active, being healthy when they were younger. And still lifting weights and being healthy in twenty or thirty years' time, when you have grandkids, maybe. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. 
Awesome, man. Well, where where can where can people find you on social media? Um, I'm mostly active on Instagram. On Instagram, I've tried TikTok before, and it's just a terrible place to be. So I'm TikTok. <laughs> um, the comments just are brutal. Um, so yeah, I'm on I'm on Instagram, uh, Rosentrain, R-O-S-E-N-T-R-A-I-N. My website's rosentrain.com. Awesome. Um, if anybody would like a, a free um, beginner's guide to strength training, just go to rosentrain.com slash strength and you awesome. can sign up for my newsletter and you'll get a PDF of the beginner's guide to strength training. Just so anybody who's like, you know, who's listened to this and is maybe thinking, okay, well, maybe I should start strength training. I yeah, like yeah. A, a little beginner's guide um, on there. All you have to do to get it is sign up for my newsletter. Awesome. Awesome, man. That's Awesome. I'll make sure I'll get those links. I'll get those links and I'll put them in the show notes. That way everybody can sign up uh, for that guide and get on your email list there. Um, and then also follow you, follow you on Instagram there. Not, not TikTok, not TikTok. But. No, no. I mean, I have an account there. I've not posted it in a while. Yeah. yeah. Maybe one bit. Yeah. <laughs> awesome, man. Well, I appreciate, I really do appreciate uh, you taking the time uh, to come on here. It was, it was really great, really great talking to you and actually to finally, finally get to meet you too. So well, thanks thank for coming on. Anthony. I really appreciate yeah. it. Thank you. Absolutely, man. We'll, de- we'll definitely have to have you on again sometime. That'd be awesome. Awesome, man. We'll talk to you later. Take care. That concludes this episode of the Fatherhood Fitness Podcast. Thank you for those of you who took time out of your busy schedules to listen. If you have any questions or comments or an idea for a topic for a future episode, please feel free to reach out and I'd love to hear from you.